What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 168 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder. They call him the Pie Man, so you better watch your hymen. The Cherry Bustin', barely legal lustin'. He's never made a wrong call. If there's grass on the field, play ball. The phenomenal AJ Singh. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Um, so this episode, AJ, we will be reviewing episode five of season two of Loki. Uh, but real quick off the top, I will say they uh, just today put out a uh, trailer for the Echo series. Man, I'm not even interested in watching the trailer for that show. <laughs> I will. I will say I did. I didn't think the trailer was bad. Okay, I thought it was okay. Right. Now, do I have confidence that that'll be a good show? Not at all. Yeah, the trailer shows the best. The best. <laughs> That's true. Um, it, it focused a lot on like you know Kingpin meeting her when she's like a little girl, you know, okay. and kind of their relationship. But um, they did confirm. I think it comes out January 10th, uh, so next year. And uh, but they did confirm they are gonna. It says all episodes streaming on that day, so it does seem like they're gonna drop it all at once, which mm. you know isn't always. I mean, people are speculating maybe uh, it's because they don't have a lot of faith in it, you know, right? And you know, maybe one bad week of press is better than several, but um, I don't know, we'll have to see. I uh, fingers crossed, yeah, we'll check it out, just like with the Marvels that comes out. Uh, actually, that's coming out pretty soon, isn't it? The Marvels, yeah. So, hopefully, I you know what I actually I don't think the Marvels is going to be terrible. I think I think it's just going to be another one of those Marvel movies that we watch, and it's like, yep, that was another like yeah, it's going to be mediocre, middle shelf Marvel, you know. Yeah, you know though, people have been hard on Marvel lately because like it, it's hard to like no no you know nothing comes close to like that Avengers like Endgame type right, of thing. But right. but I will say like. I, I've revisited a couple of like the I guess Phase Four movies like Shang Chi, and I even revisited the Eternals a, a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and like they're not bad. Like I, I think, no, Shang Chi's good. I like Shang Chi, and even the Eternals. Like I know a lot of people, you know, didn't like that movie. I, I think it has one plot point that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But other than that, like uh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, decent. Yeah, Eternals is okay. I thought it's it was okay. decent. I, I thought it had some interesting swings in it anyways. Yeah. Um, okay, AJ, let's get into this episode. Now, um, uh, any off-the-top thoughts on this episode before we get into it? Uh, it was it was good. I liked it. I, that's pretty much all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I liked it too. It does make me, like, these Marvel shows, I got to say, every time we're like, you know, uh, one episode to go, I'm like, man, are they going to be able to bring this around in a satisfying way. Right. <laughs> and, uh, cause it does seem, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to it, but I'm like, you know, it seems like there's a lot of things they got to do in that final episode, but, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so yeah, anyone who hasn't watched or listened to our reviews before, we actually do a deep dive scene by scene breakdown and we'll commentate as we go. Um, so AJ episode five, uh, entitled science slash fiction. Yeah. So as you remember, this the big cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was it looked like the loom exploded and killed everybody. Yeah. Um, so here we get like the the bright light from the loom, uh, you know, exploding. But Loki like wakes up, uh, like opens his eyes uh, to discover that he's um, alone in that room, uh, the loom room. I I, <laughs> I guess you right. would call it. Um, so it's like, where did everybody else go? So he ends up walking through the halls of the TVA. And on the loudspeaker, there's a, a recording that says fail-safe mode has been activated. And then Loki starts time-slipping again. Uh, so Loki uh, time-slips and he appears in a room where he sees uh, another version of himself reading a, uh, a book, the TVA guidebook. He says hello, but then he time-slips and disappears again before his other self sees him, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so he like, goes back into like a hallway and he instantly time slips again into that room again, only he's alone. And he picks up the TV TVA guidebook and starts looking through it. And basically, he just becomes that future version of himself we just saw. And then his past self shows up and says hello, and he, he turns his head. Um, which, you know, it's one of those things with these time things where, like, as, as soon as, like, he disappeared the first time, I'm like, 
Well, they're going to call that back later on in the yeah. episode. I, I didn't expect him to necessarily do it that quickly. Right. But, um, so the room begins to like spaghetti out, you know, kind of how like they destroyed uh, Victor Timely yeah. at the end of the last episode, yeah. where everything just like starts turning into spaghetti and like dissolving. Um, and then the last thing as that room spaghettiing out, they show a screen where it says like the fail safe mode activated. Mm-hmm. And it has a picture of Miss Minutes. So, yeah. like, I think we're meant to believe that Miss Minutes activated that mode or maybe has something to do with what's going on. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about if that. If that was the implication or not. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now um, a group, we go to a group of men attempting to break out of a prison on a branch timeline uh, in San Francisco circa 1962. Um, Loki appears... And, and so one of these men is Casey. Uh, um, I'll be honest. I didn't realize that for a minute because that scene is shot very darkly. Yeah, I couldn't tell for a while. I, I couldn't tell for a while either until they started talking. Uh, so Loki, uh, uh, the prison is actually Alcatraz. And so they break out and they're like on the shore and they have this like makeshift raft put together. And so Loki time slips. He appears and he confronts Casey, who is one of the men. Um Casey and the other prisoners say that uh, his name is Frank, not Casey. And he says that he doesn't know Loki. Um, And then so Loki time slips again, and he's going to do it a couple times very quickly. So first he time slips and jumps uh, in front of a McDonald's that we assume is the McDonald's we saw before in Sylvie's timeline. Uh, He jumps again in front of a place called Piranha Power Sports that sells jet skis. So like, I I mean, right away I'm a, a... you know, assuming that's mm-hmm. got to do with Mobius since they already, this whole series yeah. have made that whole jet ski connection to him. And then, and they don't really call this one back. He, he jumps to this room um, that has like the, I want to say has like the number 25 in the background and like this, like it was a theater orange. room, time, uh, time theater room, I believe. Oh, is that what it is? And there's like an orange where, ball in the Yeah. Room? That's where he saw like his own history, you know, like that's where he changed kind of, you know? Okay. Yeah. I was like, what is that room supposed to be? Okay. Um, so that's where like he viewed like all those like videos of his mm-hmm. other self. Okay. Okay. Um, so then we move to another branch timeline, uh, this time 2012 New York City, uh, where we find out that B-15 is a doctor uh, treating a little girl. Um, Loki briefly uh, time slips and appears and kind of freaks her out, like in her back like office room or whatever. Um, so he time slips again. Uh, so now we're in Cleveland, Ohio in 2022, um, uh, where Mobius, uh, we find out, is a man named, his real name is Don. And he sells jet skis at that Piranha Power Sports place. Uh, Loki appears, uh, but Mobius, just like Casey, does not recognize him. Uh, we do find out that Mobius is a single dad with two sons. Um, and then he time slips again. Um, so now we move to Pasadena, California in 1994, uh, where OB is a sci-fi author uh, trying to buy his own book at a bookstore. And so we find out that, yeah, he's an author, but apparently not successful. And he does this thing where he, like, sneaks his own books onto the, like, bookshelf at the store. Yeah. He bought, like, three copies of his own books, I think, so far. But what would that really do for him? I don't know. Show that his book is selling so that they would then hopefully buy more copies or something like that? I would think so, yeah, get more copies in the store. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, OB goes to his, uh, he's got like this big workshop and Loki time slips and appears there. Um, so they kind of skip over, but Loki tells him the whole story. And so OB does say he, he does believe Loki. Uh, we find out that OB teaches theoretical physics at Caltech. Um, and we find out that OB really does want to be a full-time writer. Um, Loki wants to go back in time uh, before the loom blew up and OB says that it might be possible, but he's got to learn to control his time slipping. Uh, Loki says it's completely random. Uh, but OB says it's not because he keeps on visiting the people that he wants to see. Um, OB also says that the, his slipping is evolving because he not only moves through time, but he moves through space as well. But <laughs> my thing is, is that really evolving? Cause wouldn't he have been doing that from, 
the like the first episode he was time slipping was he just going always like that's true he stayed in the tva the whole time well yeah he stayed in the tva the whole time though so he didn't really like move now he's moving from like different worlds i guess oh like a different earth anyway it seemed like even like the tva one like he was at least slipping like into different rooms within the tva yeah so i don't know that's true he would have been going through space to a certain extent um so ob says science he has this whole conversation about like you know maybe science uh can can you know help solve this problem uh, but or maybe fiction is the key. So he says that science is about the what and the where, but fiction is about the why. Uh, so why does Loki want to fix the loom? Uh, Loki says if he doesn't, then they won't be able to stop what's coming. Now, question, if he doesn't stop the loom, I would just think that would be the end of everything. That's what I thought, too. He's like, stop what's coming. Like, if the loom is completely destroyed, isn't that just the end of existence that's what should have happened just now like by episode end of episode four i thought everything should have been gone but we knew there's gonna be more but that should have been what was happening i mean i guess what there's i guess he time slipped you know as it was exploding or something and that's how they're (laughs) i mean how would he have time slipped he was already fixed from that that's true why what would have caused him to start time slipping again Besides the plot necessi- <laughs> necessity exactly. for him to hey, uh, Just to let you know, um, I just placed a $365 bet and won $731. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who'd you bet on? Uh, a table tennis player. <laughs> oh, table tennis. <laughs> Christoph Nemec. And it went down to the wire. It went down to the fifth set, the last set, and it went down to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done with that now. <laughs> Good God. Ta- t- so table tennis is where the money is. <laughs> I just always bet on the Korean guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I did recently bet on some uh, Asian table tennis players, and uh, those guys are serious, man. Oh, they yeah. are. Like, you can watch their games and there's crowds there. It is fun, man. They are really good. They're better than these, like, European guys by far. It's insane when they get, like, really far from the table. Oh, my God. And they're just, like, going back and forth. But they're, like, way out. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I yeah, I've seen some, like, in the Olympics. Yeah. I've seen some crazy, like, guys. Like, just, it, it looks like the ball is just on a on a wire, like, on a dart. Like, I something know. like that. They just get it there every time. It's so weird. Crazy hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Um. So OB um, says if he knows the why of why he's doing this, then he should be able to control his time slipping. Uh, so he tells him to focus on the why uh, when he time slips. So Loki tries this, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. They have this whole montage where he, he keeps trying, but it's not happening. Uh, OB tries shocking uh, Loki with like a uh, like a taser yeah <laughs> uh, also tries just like scaring him to see if he can get, get a reaction that makes him time slip mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't work uh, so Loki says okay well maybe science you know can get the job done so he asks how science can get him to a place that doesn't exist Obi says maybe it does exist since Loki ti- time traveled uh, in a place uh, around the TVA so I guess that was a theater room uh that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Obi says maybe Loki just doesn't know where to look. So Obi theorizes that if Loki collects all of his friends, um, that their collective temporal aura can get them back where he needs to be. This is another thing where I'm just like, okay, they're putting in a bunch of temporal aura <laughs> nonsense. Well, no, because we knew about that. We knew that they needed Victor Timely's. <laughs> But I mean, but I, I thought it was kind of nonsense then too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's just I don't know. It it's fine, but yeah. I mean, temporal aura is that like saying soul or something? Like I don't know what that exactly means. Even. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. it's one of those abstract things where it's like, what does that really mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess what they're saying is like they would have all had some sort of mystic timestamp because they were all in that room together when the loom exploded or right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, so OB says, uh, they would still need a temp pad, uh, that Loki told him about, which could take a lifetime to build. So Loki gives him a copy of the TVA guidebook. Um, so Loki ends up time slipping, uh, to Mobius's house 
And he tries to explain things to Mobius, but uh, Mobius, of course, doesn't believe him, thinks he's crazy. Uh, but then Obi shows up through a time door, and it says it, t- it took him 19 months to build the temp pad with the help of the TVA guy. Yeah, he came like immediately out of that time door, like right when after Loki slipped. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, with the whole time travel thing, fine. But the other thing is... like, How did he know where to go? I mean, that's a good point because... Uh, you know, for Loki, the time slipping was relatively random. And yeah. it, it's not like, I mean, I guess they did like, <laughs> kind of like, didn't show explicitly where like Loki was like telling him everything that happened. Mm. So maybe Loki's just very detailed in his story. Oh. Time. Okay. Then I went to this year in this exact location <laughs> and met this guy. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I got to go to these places and I'll find him. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Good thing Obi uh, can. Like as a genius, just by you know. Well, that's the other thing. So he has the help of this TVA guidebook, but I'm like, the, yeah, I don't know still what need the, the technology to do. That's that. the thing. I don't know what like those temp pads are made out of. But he was able to construct whatever he needed out of like 1994, like computer yeah. chips and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little far fetched, but mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um. So Loki promises Mobius that it will all make sense. It's kind of like he did with Sylvie in that other episodes. Mm. He's like, trust me, this will make sense. Uh, so Mobius is hesitant to help, but Loki uh, shows him that he can bring him back um, exactly where they are at any point in time because like now they're looking at themselves having a conversation that they had just like yeah. five minutes earlier. So he's showing him, hey, we're traveling in time, so mm. I can bring you right back here. Mm. Um, he still hesitant. But Loki explains how his kids are in danger if he doesn't help, you know, because there like, will be nothing left. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he also visits B-15 and Casey, uh, but they don't, they just kind of skip over whatever conversations yeah. he had with them. And we assume like, you know, <laughs> everything went to plan. Yeah. So, and so now they all meet back uh, at OB's workshop. Uh, so B-15 asks if this is everyone and Loki says, no, there is one more. Um so, okay, I thought this was a little bit weird. So Sylvie comes out of the McDonald's and she put, she has like a bag of fast food and a drink that she puts on the back of her truck as she's like opening her door. And then Loki appears behind her. But we see like her McDonald's food like disappear mm. like into the ether. Mm. So I'm like, okay, if that's like an indication that her universe is like disappearing, why just her food? Yeah, that's true. Like, I thought that was a little weird. And also, like, you would have thought she would have maybe, like, noticed that and been like, wait, what happened to my my stuff? You know, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so Loki is surprised to find out that Sylvie, unlike the others, retained her memories of everything that happened. Is there an explanation for that? I, I don't th- think so. Maybe it's because she's a... God variant of his, yeah, she's a Loki variant, so m- I don't know. Maybe her mind is different than human minds. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ever really say why, but she does. Mm. Um, so at that moment, Loki has another one of his glitches, uh, uh time slips, and uh, Sylvie says she's gonna buy him a drink. So they go to a bar because it's like <laughs> there's no time to waste. Okay, let's yeah. go to the bar. <laughs> um, so they go to the bar. And Loki and Sylvie have a debate about whether the variants should be able to return to the TVA if they want. Because um, Loki's like, hey, listen, Mobius, like, before, you know, said he loved the TVA and it was the only life he knew. And, you know, she was, like, basically, like, saying, yeah, and that's not fair. You know, he's got this other life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, now if we explain to him that, hey— you got either life and you can choose, like, shouldn't we let them choose? Yeah, and like, true. they have this whole debate. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think they should. And he does. Um, so Loki says he can't give them that choice without Sylvie's help and calls her selfish for walking away from the situation. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie says she wants a, a, a life of her own and asks Loki what he wants. Uh, he says he wants to stop. He who remains. Uh, but she says, no, that's not what you really want. And so finally she gets him to admit that what he really wants is his friends back and not to be alone. So she says that makes them both selfish. Um, She says his friends are back where they belong and that he needs to write his own story now. Um, So Loki appears back at Obi's workshop and he tells the team, uh, you know, that's it. You should just go back home. Um, 
So now we get a scene where Sylvie shows up at her local record store. And uh, the guy that owns the place gives her a record. So she goes and she's like, you know, chilling out and listening to it on headphones. Um, But then that world, her world, starts to spaghetti out Mm -hmm. and disappear. You know what I thought was weird, though? There's like, because it like freezes, looks like it freezes time for a moment. And it shows like that guy like pouring coffee like directly on the countertop. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah, he just kept pouring it, it seemed like. It went for a while. <laughs> well, it seemed like it was like put it in slow motion, but I'm like, okay, like even if it's like slowing down time or whatever, like why wasn't he pouring it into a cup or something? Why why was he like yeah, or did the cup maybe disappear? The cup disappeared. I'm guessing that's what happened. Okay, it was unclear. Yeah. It was very unclear. Um but yeah, her world starts to spaghetti out and disappears. And like um that guy yells at her and, and like she she takes off the headphones, but then that guy like you know, spaghetti's out. Yeah, he tries to reach her, yeah. but he can't. Um, so as things are all getting destroyed, she escapes through a uh, time door. So she shows up at Obi's workshop, and like they're like, okay, we got to enact our plan. But before they can enact the plan, the whole team starts the spaghetti. Casey, mm. B-15, Mobius, and eventually Sylvie. Um, so like, how does she get to the, the TVA? Like, does she have a temp pad still? She must because, yeah, as her world was like getting out, she opened the time door behind oh, her. Okay. So yeah. she has to have a temp pad. I, I was wondering what she was going to do. I'm like, can she just use her magic? But then, no, the door opened. So I'm like, oh, she has mm. a temp pad. Okay. Um, so then Loki can uh, learns to control his time slipping. And he goes back to that moment right before the team uh, spaghettied and disappeared. Uh, Loki says the key to controlling his time slipping is actually a who uh, rather than a why. And he says he can rewrite uh, the story. So then he time slipped once more back to the TVA uh, right next to OB. Um, I guess presumably like, you know, before the loom mm-hmm. exploded. Um, so question, and, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, so AJ, question who do you think he's referencing there when he says it's a who? Do you think that just means like maybe he was thinking of Sylvie or maybe it has to do with he who remains or like? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm really clueless about that too. Because Sylvie, he's already like had her on the team. Like, why would he have to go back and talk to her? Maybe it's Victor Timely. Well, it seems like, you know, the whole thing of like he's focusing on some. I didn't know whether it's like he like focusing on somebody and that lets him control the time slips or I don't, I, you know, I guess it's something we'll find out in the next yeah. episode, but I was just like, I don't really know. Yeah. I, don't, I have no clue. So going into the final episode, my thing is, is like, I mean, we're, we're back to, they need to fix the loom. Yeah. So that, that threat's still, still going. I, I do kind of wonder what they're going to do. Cause I mean, well, I guess if he's going back in time, you f- you figure Victor Timely's alive again, right? Yeah, I mean, for that time period, yeah, he's still alive there. He's about to go out, right? Like, onto the thing. So maybe Loki can just, since he can control his time slipping, he can very quickly, uh, like, go out in the radiation and like, <laughs> <laughs> do what he needs to do and time slip back, you think? Uh, it's got to be harder than that. It's got to be something else. <laughs> My thing is, is like, do you think they're going to take the whole episode to fix the loom? Or do you think they're going to fix it relatively quickly and have a, you know, I mean, it makes me wonder about Renslayer too. Like, is she going to come back and then they have to deal with her again at the end of the episode or something? I don't know. Like, are they going to fix it like a little bit like towards the beginning of the episode and then like have to deal with Renslayer? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you would think that, you know, Renslayer would. Oh, but they did take care of her, right? Like they sent her back to the begin, the end of time. In that last... Uh, well, no, the last thing we saw of her was it looked like that Bragg guy had, like, uh, erased her with the time stick. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so she's gone. All right. Well... For now. <laughs> I- I'm guessing since he's going in back in time, they're going to, you know, bring have her back. Yeah. So maybe that's another. That maybe that's the final battle they have in this series, season. Big question is, do you think there'll be a Loki season three? I mean, I would be all for it, but... I hope so. Um... I mean, there's still so much to explore with Kang. I know they're talking about replacing Jonathan Majors, but, uh, you know, they could replace him with somebody else who's still Kang. Uh, I, I want to see if he goes bad or what. There's there's still a lot to see there, you know, like what happens with this guy, Victor Timely, and what he becomes. 
I guess say there there was an article that came out recently uh, in the past couple days or whatever, and it detailed like you know certain like problems going on with Marvel, and one of the things uh, it said was that like apparently season two of Loki is like has like thirty six percent less viewership than the first season of Loki, mm. which to me is a bummer because I thought the Loki season one was great, and I think Loki season two so far has been great. Yeah, I'm like. I, I hear a lot of people complaining about Marvel, but I'm like, then this is the show you should be watching. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is like I, I Heads think and Tails, their best show. They must have given themselves like a really bad rap with those last few shows, and people just started, you know, getting away from it. Uh, Secret Invasion was not a good lead up to this show. That's true. You know? uh, before that, we saw Hawkeye and other stuff. It's just not great. You know, ever since this, like, the MCU took off, people have been talking about, like, you know, is there superhero fatigue? And like, I, I, I really don't think there was. But now with all the MCU shows and, you know, also DC shows and stuff, I'm beginning to wonder, like, maybe maybe we are getting to a point where there's some superhero fatigue for people. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I used to watch a lot more like comic book channels, but I've heard so many comics. I've seen so many comics. I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, now they're kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel with these stories anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I know they're always writing new ones, but there's a little bit, there's a little bit of fatigue. Oh, I mean, with comic books, it's always cyclical where there's like, there's always some that are good and some that are just kind of bland and yeah. samey, you know? Yeah. So those things are always kind of going in, in cycles. But, like, yeah, I, I got to say, I wish more people were watching this show. I think it's worth everybody's time. I think it's been very good. Now watch the last episode. It'll be terrible. And I'll be like, whoa, oh, what? I'm leading people astray. <laughs> Fingers crossed it's not. <laughs> but, um, man, I got to say, I'm, I'm still, like, you know, I'm probably still, like, high on this show. Like, probably, like, an 8.5 out of 10 or... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd sit there, like 8 to 8.5. Yeah, um, I'm digging it. Um, some other things uh, in that news article. Um, so I guess right now, I, I think if he's not already, that Jonathan Majors trial is happening soon. Mm. And um, there was that article said that um, Marvel is, you know, still contemplating what to do, depending on how that turns out, whether they'll recast him or even like some of them were saying like, oh, maybe we'll just change focus to Doctor Doom and kind of like curtail that the is, King story. That is, I do not like that idea. I don't either because I, I'm like, you've already put this much into it, like, and you've already and got we're the interest in the character. Yeah, and 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 I'm like, yeah, it'll it kind of sucks if you have to replace him, but I I would be more for replacing him than, than just like doing switching away. over to Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I do hope that Major stays on. You know, I I I thought, you know, that first episode we saw him in, the acting was a little bit like, you know, he was definitely chewing the scenery. <laughs> right. But then after seeing more and more of it, I was like, okay, he's still got it, you know? Like, so I, I do hope they just stay with him. But, you know, if worse comes to worse, they replace him. Uh, stick with King, you know? Like, don't get rid of the character. Don't get rid of that guy, you know? There's so much potential. Yeah, agreed. And 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 also I think, you know, one of the things that made Infinity War and Endgame so good is the long-term storytelling that they did. Yeah. They seeded Thanos for a long time, then they built him up, and you know, they kind of have a, another not as it's not going to take as many years as Thanos, but you know, they they have this roadmap up to that uh, Kang Dynasty movie. Yeah. And I'm like, stay on that path. Like, you got plans. Mm-hmm it's going to pay off with that long-term storytelling. Exactly. They're building up the story and it's, it's working. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, uh, fork in the road if you have to replace them. But I, I think people are understanding that. Look, I mean, I'm sure there were people that didn't like when they, they recast uh, Don Cheadle as, uh, as Rhodey, but now this far into it, like who gives a shit, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like whatever people are used to him and it's fine yeah, i mean the hulk got recast like twice <laughs> yeah that's true edward norton to uh mark ruffalo and, and like um you know the guy that played uh thunderbolt ross passed away and so now harrison ford's gonna be okay. thunderbolt ross in the thunderbolts movie mm-hmm. so you know things just happen unfortunately but yeah but um yeah i'm i'm definitely in the camp that uh thinks they should stick with kang no matter what yeah i agreed um, another thing in that article, not something I care too much about. Apparently, 
um, that Blade movie is in development hell. And they basically um, are at like a page one rewrite, they said. Jeez, is the, is the original Blade going to be much better than this new Blade that they're trying to come out <laughs> My thing is, I don't really care about vampire stuff. Blade's yeah. not a character I've ever cared about. So if they scrapped him all together, I wouldn't really care. I, I will say Mahershala Ali, like he's a good actor. So if they're going to yeah. do a Blade movie, like, um, you know, he's the, guy to, he's the guy to do it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm just not invested in the Blade character and having vampires in the MCU. Yeah, vampires seem so small compared to what we've already seen, like, throughout, you know, everything. Just... Know. <laughs> but then again, we liked Moon Knight. So, I mean, if they do it right, it could be great. Who knows? And I just think there's, like, I don't know, much more interesting characters in the MCU other than Blade that, you know, yeah. I'd be more interested in. But, hey, uh, if, if they're going to do it, that's fine. Mm. Um, but... Um, Man, I I would love. I know it's not coming up on the horizon anytime soon, but I would love for Marvel to do a King in Black. You know, uh, you really like that story. I really like King in Black. The only problem there is the whole Sony owning Venom thing. Oh, okay, yeah, they couldn't do King in Black. <laughs> I mean, they would have to work out a deal like they did with the. No, Tom I mean Hall. like they just don't have the skills to do King in oh, Black. Oh, Sony. You mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know I would not want Sony to do it on their own. No. But it, it, if if they could make out a long term agreement between Marvel and Sony, like with Spider Man, like of? with Spider Man, yeah. then I would be open to it. Yeah, but um, God, Sony, stop making movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, at least superhero. <laughs> make more Playstations, make less movies. <laughs> yes, yes. I really want to play Spider-Man 2, but I'm going to wait uh, for it to go on sale. <laughs> I don't need to be an early. I've enough. heard good things about great things about. Oh, it. those games are awesome. Uh, I played both the first one and the Miles Morales one, mm. and those games are great. Okay. You should definitely play those. They're so fun. Yeah. And also, what I like I like open world games and what I like about those ones is they're not like a uh terrible like they, they respect your time. You yeah. can do everything in them without having to dedicate your life to them. Okay. And so, yeah, those games are awesome. Mm -hmm. So much fun. Um, I was trying to think if there was more Marvel news. I think that's uh, about it. I mean... Uh, they were they were talking about trying to bring back the original cast from the Avengers in some future. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. Uh, that reeks of desperation. Yeah, I don't like that at all. You can tell the execs are just like, how do I get more money in our pockets? Oh, my God. Just make a quality product, man. Yeah. I don't even like that they were considering that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that is just... It ended the way it ended. It was great the way it ended. Everybody's satisfied. Don't don't desecrate that, man. And, like, listen, I, I get, like, yeah, there is a multiverse so they can, like, say, like, oh, we're, well, we're just bringing back a different version of those characters with the same actors, but... I I don't like that. It it reeks of desperation. Have confidence in the new cast. Yeah. Build them great stories and people will watch them. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I I didn't like that story. I'm I'm, I'm hoping there it wasn't like a serious consideration, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Man, uh execs they just see like, "Oh, this guy made a movie that made so much money and if we just put them back in it we'll make so much money yeah without thinking about all the little intricate stuff that went into like you know why that movie was successful right yeah i think the next couple of years especially once the, the new dc stuff pops off i think i think the superhero space is going to be interesting yeah in in movies and television for sure i'm wondering like um you know what they're going to because marvel is like like I don't, they haven't announced like a Moon Knight season two or anything. So like, yeah, they're taking forever to come out with like the next season of every show. Well, that's what I'm wondering is like, are they just gonna start like filtering these characters into different shows and movies, or instead of doing like multiple seasons? I hope they do Daredevil right. I hope they give them multiple God, seasons. Yeah, that I mean, that's the one. I got my fingers crossed the most for his Daredevil. Yeah. I, I was glad to hear that they're going back and reshooting it. It's great. Yes. That means they're taking it seriously. Because, look, the Netflix Daredevil was, was great. Yeah, it was really good. And you're Marvel. You should be able to, like, put something comparable to that out there, you know, if you give it due diligence. And uh, hopefully that's what, they're, that's what they're doing now. So. Oh, one thing I did find interesting is that uh, Echo Show is rated TVMA. Oh, So wow. it's, yeah, it's... You know, bloody. 
more violent, mm-hmm. <laughs> more more adult than uh, the other Disney Plus series they've had so far. So that could be interesting. Yeah, I find that a little interesting. I yeah. I, I like them experimenting with different tones. Yeah, yeah. You know, people didn't like uh, Multiverse of Madness, but I actually appreciated the horror aspect of it. It was it was good, you know. And uh, I like the movie overall, actually. So I don't know. Yeah, I haven't revisited uh, Multiverse of Madness yet. I, I remember, but uh, yeah, I liked it decently, and and I like that aspect of it. There was definitely some cool visual things in, it, like like when he makes like the thing out of all the dead bodies. Yeah, like that. it was pretty cool. Very Sam Raimi, you know, it was fun. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I gotta say, like. Um, you know, some like directors of Marvel movies, you know, say that it, it they're so the way they're produced, it's hard to get your stamp put on them. Mm. But I would say Sam Raimi definitely like put his stamp on that movie, yeah. and you you could tell, you know, mm. oh yeah, that looks like a Raimi thing, you know. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. And I, uh, James Gunn too, you know, he also puts his stamp on his movies. That's true. Yeah, the Guardians movies felt yeah. distinct. I would say like Thor Ragnarok with Taika Waititi felt yeah. distinct. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's coming back for the next one though. I think they're going like a different direction. I, I get why, you know. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Like some people straight up hated that movie. Yeah. I thought it was. I had some it, issues it with it. It was a very kid friendly movie, and I don't mind kid friendly, but it it was too kid friendly. You know, like it almost seemed like it. Well, like I've complained about some Marvel movies that go to the go for the joke too much yeah i think it did that and i think a lot of times in that movie the humor fell flat and they just didn't take anything seriously yeah i thought you know ragnarok had a lot of jokes in it but i thought it was more well balanced tonally than love and thunder yeah but you don't get that uh russell (laughs) crowe zeus uh, accent (laughs) racist ass zeus (laughs) that that accent was i don't know i don't think greek people would appreciate i don't i didn't hear about it but (laughs) <laughs> I recently listened to the uh, they did a how did this get made on the the Pope's Exorcist, uh-huh. um, and apparently he has like a similar accent. Oh in no! That movie. <laughs> Why is he going after these people? <laughs> Although I'm guessing the Pope's uh, Exorcist it was supposed to be more of a Italian accent, but yeah. probably sounded similar. You know. <laughs> Oh, man. You know Russell Crowe was like, oh, they're all the same. (laughs) Yeah, that accent was very over the top. I I remember thinking, holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of hold your breath like, is he allowed to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Is this racist against Greeks? (laughs) Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot in the post-credit scenes of that, they introduced... uh, Hercules as a character oh, as well. Right, yeah. When's, when's Hercules going to show up? Right. I hope we do see him in the next movie. He should be in the next movie. He's supposed to kill Thor. <laughs> he probably will be. Yeah. Thor 5. Yeah, like, uh, Taika Waititi, um, I think he is talented, but yeah, I would like them to move away to a different director for Thor, I think. Yeah. yeah. I would like, like, don't go all the way back and, like, strip all the humor because Chris Hemsworth, like, can be funny. But even he himself said that he wants Thor not to be, like, as goofy and stuff. Right. Yeah, there's, like, I feel like there's a, a sweet balance between, like, mm-hmm. funny and goofy. Yeah, because the comic book Thor is, like, no fun. He Like, he's just so, oh, uh, Asgard, this and that. Like, he's just so straight Yeah, he's definitely more stoic. And... Yeah, and that's, that's just, I don't know. I appreciate somebody more colorful, and I do appreciate the humor from uh, Ragnarok. You know, I'm almost surprised that the comics haven't tried to make the Thor of the comics seem more like Chris Hemsworth. Because that happens sometimes. Like, uh, you know, you'll you'll notice that certain comic book characters like end up feeling more like their counterparts in the movies, especially mm. if they're more successful in the movies. Yeah. But like, yeah, like. There have been some good Thor comics, but yeah, he still doesn't seem like Chris Hemsworth, like right. more light-hearted uh, Thor, you know, exactly. Right, right. Man, I gotta say, like, um, Iron Man, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is, like, so much better than comic book Iron Man. <laughs> I've always felt, felt like comic book Iron Man, I don't know, he's just, he doesn't have any, like, super 
definitive like must read stories in my opinion okay okay i don't know i haven't seen a lot of stories about iron man he's always like a part of the ensemble cast or something but i haven't seen much of his own solo stories i mean he has one storyline from like probably like the 80s called demon in a bottle which is about him like you know battling alcoholism a little bit but like i've read that story and it doesn't it barely scratches the surface of that kind of thing you know because it's still for you know, written kind of for kids. And I'm like, boy, if if this is like his like big storyline, I'm like, that's not saying much about right. the Iron Man comic books. Yeah, he's battle his battle with alcoholism, folks. That's <laughs> what this comic is about. <laughs> I mean, I've, re- I've read some other like Iron Man comics that are better than that. Okay. Um, but it's still like, I don't know, they're, they're missing something. They don't have that Robert Downey Jr. pizzazz to him, you know? Yeah. I'm like, if, if anybody should, if any comics should start, uh, aping the movies more it's the iron man comics yeah okay <laughs> all right just straight up <laughs> um yeah i don't know if i have much more to add other than just like uh everybody watch loki are there any dc projects coming up anytime soon <laughs> um what i mean so i just saw an article that and this is something i already knew in 2024 uh, the final season of Superman and Lois okay. will air, which I'm actually excited about. I've actually really enjoyed that show. I, I recommend Superman and Lois to everybody. Mm. Um, in fact, as far as like the CW shows go, that's got to be one of the better ones. Okay. It's up there. Um, but I think they're only the final season, I think, is only going to be like 10 episodes. Right. Oh, also, um, um, Doom Patrol, the final episodes are airing now. Okay. It's it's still like week to week. They're not all out. Mm. Uh, I think I'm behind one episode, but I've been enjoying those as well. Mm. That's a great show. You watch Doom, Doom Patrol? I only watched like part of the first season. I think I, I canceled HBO Max. Or oh, something okay. Like that. Well, if you ever uh, go back to it, uh, I, I recommend it. It's it's good. Mm. I w- I will say I um I finished. I took a long break from it because it was kind of boring me, but. You know me. I made that deal with the devil where I got to watch all these DC shows. Oh, man. I, That's <laughs> brutal. You're torturing yourself. I finished that um, Titans uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the thing of that show that frustrates me is, like, the first two seasons, they're, like, decent. Okay. Like, they're not perfect, but they're totally watchable, have some decent stuff in them. Season three was terrible. Mm-hmm. Season four, I don't think, was as bad as season three, but it's still... Too long, dull in spots, didn't really like it. Good. But uh, I'm done with that show. It's finished. <laughs> finished the whole thing. Man, you are you are dedicated. <laughs> I did you finish the whole you finished the whole Flash series too, right? Yes. Man, that was it was so grueling trying to watch up to season six for me. I was like, oh man, I couldn't do it anymore. And Supergirl, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the- the final season of Supergirl almost broke me. <laughs> that was so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Which, some of the first seasons of Super Supergirl I actually kind of liked. Yeah. I thought it was pretty strong in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, that last season took me a while to get through. <laughs> oh, that was man. a doozy. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I quit after like the first three seasons, I think. How many seasons were there? There was, I think, five. Okay, yeah. Five or six. The third season was tough for me, so, yeah. It only got worse from there. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I should win a medal for watching all Supergirl. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, The Flash, I gotta say, I, I still have a soft spot for The Flash. The first two seasons are awesome. So good. Um, eventually, it did get pretty dicey there's a few seasons in as it goes along that aren't so good mm-hmm. but um i don't know I, I i still managed every season to find an episode or two that uh i liked so man i was like that scene where harrison wells kills uh, uh cisco cisco ramon yeah that was such a good scene so such a good episode yeah man it was a, those first two seasons of the flash are fantastic yeah Actually, you know what I should get a medal for also is making it through all of Arrow. Because <laughs> Arrow is so much worse than The Flash. I hate, I just hated the flashbacks. I just I know uh, like they're intricate to the story, but I always hated the flashbacks in that show. It's one if if they would have just done it for one season or maybe two seasons, but no, they like kept going back and yeah. back. I'm like, why? Why do you insist on doing this over and over again? Ugh. That's a show that like some people love. 
or, or they'll be like, oh, the first couple seasons at least are fantastic. I'm like, I never really enjoyed that show. That yeah. some, some, for some reason, I had this gambler's fallacy where I'm like, ah, <laughs> got to do it, got to do it. But uh, that show was never very good. I only got into it because of The Flash. Like I was like, okay, well, I'll check it out because of this <laughs> show. But, oh, man, I, I it was not ever as good as The Flash was in the first two seasons. That show's funny, though, because it has scenes where, like, <laughs> they'll be like you know how sometimes like he'll be close to someone so he actually like starts hitting him instead of like shooting arrow he'll like actually use his bow as a weapon and like hit guys with it and i swear to god <laughs> there was scenes where they're just like just move it real fast and we'll fix it in post <laughs> and it just looks like he's doing nothing like just like <laughs> swinging it all, all fast and the other guys like reacting to it you know and so, like selling it but it's like how much could a bow hurt you it's like a that's thin... the other thing it seems like a terrible hand to hand weapon <laughs> It would just bounce off people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some of the action on that show was god-awful. <laughs> Man, I gotta say, though, there, there's some of those CW shows that only lasted a season before getting canceled, and I'm like, boy, I don't know. I Like, I know I made this deal with the devil, but those ones are hard uh, to even start. I mean, if they got canceled after one season, they must have been really bad. <laughs> there's that one that... I, I, I don't even know how it got greenlit. Gotham I, Knights. Gotham Knights. Yeah. I like I see that on there and I'm like, boy, ugh, maybe the devil's just gonna have to kill me. I never saw an episode, but I heard so much about I it. know it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just green lighting anything at that point. <laughs> There's also one called Naomi that only lasted one season. Okay. Um Who's who's I don't I don't know who Naomi is. Well the crazy thing, so she's a character in the comics, uh made uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who's a famous comic book writer, like uh, invented her. But the thing is, she's only been in the comics for like maybe five years. And like, she, it, not like prominently either. Mm-hmm. Like, like he wrote her in like the series he did. And then I think for a while she did a little bit of stuff with in like the Justice League book. Mm-hmm. But she's not like this character that just took off and like, oh, everybody loves Naomi. So I was like, really, you're given... Like this character, uh, their own show, and then yeah, it only lasted a season. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it just seemed like a weird choice to green light. Yeah, I, I mean DC is making a ton of their content. I guess like you know they they've gotten shows for I mean, all their big characters, and they have also got these like other Teen Titans and this and that. So they've got like a lot of content for their characters. They do, yeah. Marvel is trying to do that, and uh, they're doing it poor. I guess they're doing the DC way. <laughs> I mean, now, now, hopefully, they get their shit together. But uh, up until now, Secret Invasion. How many shows have they bombed on in a row? What was that? Secret Invasion, Loki, I, not Loki. Uh, um, Hawkeye. 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 Miss Marvel. She Hulk. Secret yeah, Invasion. She Hulk was bad. And like, I know we thought Moon Knight was okay, but I, I I've seen a lot of people online hate hated Moon Knight. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's it's all subject. But then again, like I saw some people like loving all those ones we don't like. I've seen people say they loved Hawkeye and and Miss Marvel and She Hulk. So it's like two yeah. Two own, two I, I feel like we got gaslit with Miss Marvel because they were saying it was like the highest rated show out of all of them at some point. Like I I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Oh, that's a, another thing in one of the recent articles that came out about Marvel is like, well, I think around the time they talked about, you know, redoing Daredevil is like a lot of these shows, like writers, like were fired, like late into the thing and re, like replaced oh, and wow. like on these shows. And it just sounded like a mess. And so now I'm like, well, that makes sense yeah. with what we saw in some of those shows. Where yeah. we complained about the writing, yeah, it makes sense that probably like there wasn't a consistent vision, and it was just a hodgepodge of different people and different ideas. I mean, it's, it must be really hard to find good writers, like people who know the stuff and how to like portray it in a movie. Well, I think they didn't understand the importance of having like a showrunner, like a dedicated. Oh, show for runner. sure. Yeah, I heard about that. And so, I think they learned that lesson the hard way. And so, you know, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, really helter-skelter approach to making shows there. Also, you know, most shows will have a pilot before they green light. Mm -hmm. And they weren't doing that, but now apparently they are. Okay. So, like, the hope is that'll lead to a higher degree of quality. 
Okay. Being like, oh, maybe we shouldn't green light this, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Obviously, they should do that, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently they weren't doing that. And, and so. But it makes you wonder, like, would some of these shows we don't like, you know, have not been green light if they had a pilot, you know? Or would they have been like, okay, you got to redo this, redo this, you yeah. know, that type of thing, maybe. I mean, I know for sure Secret Invasion could have been done a lot better. Like, it apparently had a lot of production issues. That's why it's costed way more than it should have. Yeah, I heard. Like, I think you told me that there were reshooting scenes that were pointless to reshoot. Exactly. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars wasted, man. Yeah. Um. Well, AJ, you got anything to add before we wrap this bad boy up? Man, just looking forward to the next episode. Uh. This one was kind of like uh, nobody had control of anything. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to go from here. Uh, I mean, he's still time slipping, so it makes me think, like, is he going to be able to stay in this time period long enough to change anything? But let's see. Well, that's the thing. Because the whole episode one was that whole thing that they had to go through to, you know, stop him from time slipping. And then, like you said, like, they don't really explain it, but, oh, now he's just time slipping again. Exactly, yeah. Huh. <laughs> And nobody else time slips besides him. Yeah, he's the only one. So there's definitely like some, I mean, it happens in every show where sometimes there's just things that they don't explain and maybe it's better that they don't, you know, that kind of thing. But Yeah, maybe uh, whatever technology or whatever they're using to stop time slipping like was destroyed as everything else was destroyed, you know? some That could be, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it did like, whatever stopped him, like didn't they like, it had to do with the loom, like mm-hmm. they put he, Mobius went out with that device or what. So maybe if that was compromised, it would cause him to time slip again. Yeah, I don't. I guess that's as as good an explanation as anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am curious how it all wraps up. And then I forget exactly when the Marvels comes out, but we'll have I think to next repeat. month. I'm not sure. This month, sometimes. This month, oh, I want to okay. say I want to say it's coming up in a week or two. It actually might be a week from today, I'm thinking. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, have those reviews. And then I guess we'll be back to kind of normal shows again for a while. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know if there's any big things coming out the rest of this year. <laughs> well, except Aquaman 2. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So there, when is that coming out? Do you know? Around Christmas, I think. Jeez. Merry oh, Christmas. I don't know who's going to go watch that movie. I, we are, but it's because we have to. <laughs> Sometimes I hate this job. I don't even want to watch the Marvels, but I mean, we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> the Marvels, I'm okay with. I, I like the first Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. I think it'll be good enough. Yeah. I, I definitely think it'll be mid-tier, but I don't think it'll be I just I terrible. fear it's going to be corny and lame just because, you know, there's a kid character and, yeah. It probably will be corny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope there's not any I just hope it's not like like I expect there to be a degree to be like kind of a feminist message. I just hope it's not eye rolling. Yeah, like that scene from uh Endgame when all the women like somehow met up and like <laughs> it was so weird and so ugh. Yeah, actually that scene made me wonder if they were gonna do like an A Force like all women's team type of movie eventually. Yeah, why though? Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are the men on the team sexually harassing the women? Like, is that what's happening? They have to, like, form their own separate team? <laughs> that would be a ballsy storyline. I know. Like, yeah. oh, man, we're getting away from Mr. Hansy. <laughs> Captain Hansy. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it. So I hope everybody will tune in next week for our review of the Loki finale. Uh, but if you will, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh and also, you can subscribe in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, leave us thumbs up, positive reviews. You can follow me on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that's going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.